Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Supporting Family Caregivers of Older Adults Through Times of Stress and Isolation. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 30th, 2020. In this podcast, Kathy Kelly, the Executive Director of Family Caregiver Alliance, gives an overview of providing support and resources to family caregivers of older adults through times of stress and isolation. So I'm really thrilled to be here today, uh, and thank you to the sponsors and the many, many individuals that uh, work behind the scenes to make this webinar possible um, today. I'm going to be talking uh, a bit about setting the context, providing the framework of information that probably is familiar to you, but I think it's good to go back and sort of, um, you know, put it all in a, in a framework so we understand as we move along what we're talking about in terms of family caregivers and some of the characteristics of older adults and, and families who care for them. Um, this is um, the context so we understand the daily activities um, that may be particularly challenging and particularly challenging because we have this, uh, the, the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. So, We know that over 34 million individuals are providing unpaid assistance to an older adult. Um, That is over age 50. And most, if not all, of these individuals, you know, are typically in the Medicare and Medicaid um, eligible range. Not all, but um, a good percentage of them. About 60% are women who are taking care of 40% are men. There's 14% friends and families and other um, non-relatives of the care recipient that are also um, providing some level of assistance. Next slide, please. The complexity of care, um, I think, is uh, uh, I wanted to draw this out particularly um, because families are dealing or, or doing many, many tasks that are allotted to, across professional uh, categories. And they may be providing um, direct care assistance, they're talking with healthcare professionals. They're handling legal and financial affairs. They're doing house, housekeeping tasks, uh, socialization tasks, all of which are the, the work of many, many individual professionals, but all kind of balled up into one. But what's more important is to understand that they may be dealing with complex caregiving tasks, including medical tasks that can have negative emotional and um, uh, mental and physical health effects on caregivers. About 50% was found to have performed complex medical nursing tasks on top of ADLs and IADLs, which is administering medical, uh, multiple medications, changing dressings, handling medical equipment, uh, supplying uh, metrics uh, on a daily basis, health metrics uh, to healthcare professionals and so on. So these complex tasks have a different kind of impact and for a large number of caregivers, they're present. But it's all, not all negative. Caregivers also report um, positive experience, including um, giving back to a loved one, the feeling of closeness uh, in providing care, reciprocity issues, honoring the wishes and plans of the older adult for their quality of life. And then um, also that there's many support services, education and respite that can provide the the skills and tools to help families and help mitigate some of the potential negative effects of caregiving. Next slide, please. 
On the impact of uh, caregiving on mental and emotional health, we know that caregivers have higher levels of stress than non-caregivers, and uh, persons uh, that are caring for, per, uh, for individuals, adults with cognitive impairments, particularly dementia, it could be stroke or Parkinson's and, and so on, those that have cognitive effects are particularly at risk. We talk a lot, and there's been a lot of discussion recently about social isolation. Uh, we hope there's going to be more information emerging from um, our experiences during this pandemic and, and um, a more study into this area, in particular on caregivers. But we know that caregivers who have complex care needs that are performing more of these kinds of tasks into the home and have fewer social supports uh, and are less satisfied with their social supports, they're at a higher risk of strain, depression, sleep dis disturbance, and poor health. So we know that all of these issues do interrelate to one another and result in a higher level of stress for the caregiver and isolation. Caregivers report that they have higher levels of depressive symptoms and anxiety than non-caregivers, and somewhere between 40 and 70% of caregivers have clinically significant symptoms of depression. And again, caregivers of individuals with dementia or other cognitive impairments have higher levels of depression and emotional distress. Next slide, please. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about caregiving um, in the context of COVID. So in addition um, to the usual and customary kinds of caregiving responsibilities, we now have this sort of extra layer of, of, um, of the situation onto the caregiver and understanding that, you know, first and foremost, we all had to learn, every one of us had to learn about extra measures for cleaning and disinfecting, washing hands and wiping down hard surfaces and so on, and also personal protective care. So we, we need to learn a, a new set of skills and a new set of protocols to put in place for our own individual lives. But in particular, this is um, stressful for those that are caring for older adults for, that are more at risk uh, for COVID. So there's an emotional component that goes into that extra layer. There may be ex financial difficulties, disruption in home support, in home support services, uh, routine doctor's appointments may be held by phone or by telehealth means, respite care may not be available, and so on. So there's lots of disruption as a result of that to our daily patterns, plus understanding all of the COVID protocols as well. Caregivers that are, have relatives in ex any kind of extended care facilities are reporting um, a lot of distress out of not being able to see uh, their relative um, in assisted living or any other kind of extended uh, facility. And those families may have moved in over uh, older relatives into their home uh, during this time, and they're taking on new caregiving responsibilities. So we're seeing all sorts of um, issues kind of emerged during this, this pandemic, uh, either having new people into the home or not being able to see your relatives on a routine basis. Next slide, please. Some of the other considerations um, that uh, we know that caregivers need additional um, supports and services during this time and that we needed to pivot really, really quickly to make sure that we were able to provide these um, in an online or online basis using uh, visual uh, platforms like Zoom and other 
uh, webinar kinds of um, uh, platforms, so we're able to deliver our education programs. But we also knew that we needed to use telephone for some of our families who are not able to access the Internet at this time. So the services and supports, um, wellness check-in calls to make sure that people are doing okay, um, uh, making sure that we have information going out about the protocols, education and supplies where they can uh, get those uh, supplies for related to COVID-19. Um, there may be other uh, issues around dementia behavior because normal routines may be upset. So strategies for that, stress reduction strategies. There may be bridge um, uh, needs for, um, for food, consumable supplies, transportation. There's a lot of flexibility in contracts for services now to be able to provide vouchers or uh, gift cards for food uh, and other types of um, uh, needs for the family. Uh, Short-term counseling uh, for people who are, are need better coping skills, uh, direct skills training, um, strategies for adapting to new situations, and guidance around care and changes in care. Next slide, please. So in connecting family and friends uh, during this time, it's really important to reach out to the local uh, services that are in your area, the Area Agency on Aging, Aging and Disability Resource Centers, 211 or 311. They're called different things at different parts of the country. These are all local resource clearinghouses that uh, you should be in contact with to understand what are the change conditions uh, for the community for services that are normally and customarily offered and may have been modified or closed during this time. If you haven't started a resource sharing roundtable, it's really um, a good idea. It's where you get all the informal information that you need to be able to make your recommendations for services that are still available in the community. And uh, gather lists of resources for, um, for caregivers and disseminate widely. Included in this presentation, we, we put together resources that we thought would be the most helpful to you. Uh, so we encourage you to, to go ahead and disseminate, disseminate those uh, as widely as possible. Many of us have curated the large amount of information that's coming out this time to really hone it down to be important or meaningful for caregivers. Um, convert all of your support groups uh, to a way in which people can participate online or uh, in on the telephone and seek other ways, as I mentioned before, how you do your your educational programming. Um, next slide, please. These are some of the selected resources um, that we have found to be helpful. Again, we have curated this fire hose of information coming at us to where we sort of, you know, refine down to um, uh, COVID resources. I also wanted to make mention that for those of us who are dealing with you know, more difficult kinds of tasks, direct care tasks in the home. There's many of these um, resources in here relate to those videos that you may be able to show to families. Uh, there's a series of medical task videos, which is quite robust, from the Home Alone Alliance under AARP, um, again, under CAPSI, um, UCI Health, and the Catch-On uh, program. All of these are short 
videos of three to seven minute duration on very specific tasks. Uh, so you can take them out and use them as you find tasks are appropriate um, to the situation. So it's a great training vehicle uh, that is a quick turnaround time that you can really help along with the tasks and tip sheets that are contained in here. You can really help families with maybe some of those um, more difficult tasks that they're dealing with at this time. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.